Get Involved Referee is brought to you by Pressbox PR. Pressbox PR puts your brand on the map. From a chat over a pint to the headline of a website, Pressbox PR takes your brand and gives it the recognition that it deserves. With a proven track record with multiple clients, you'll be able to see your press go beyond the box with Pressbox PR. Check out pressboxpr.co.uk for more information. Hello and welcome to the Get Involved Referee podcast, a podcast that tries to throw some light on the good, the bad and the bad decisions within Scottish football. I am your host David McDonald, and joining me in the studio is ex-Grade 1 official Steve Conroy and joining us on the phone this evening is our other ex-Grade 1 official Des Roach. Gentlemen, how are you? Very well, thanks for uh, inviting us back, back in the normal, <laughs> normal football reigns again. All good, sorry I can't be with you there tonight in person, obviously my uh, better half and probably better decision maker. Mrs Roach has been struck with the lurgy so um, she's tested positive so I'm obviously keeping my distance and don't want to potentially spoil you guys Christmas but yeah great to be on and have a have Scottish football back again So it's not the palaver of Scottish Rail that's prevented you from getting in this evening then it's the, the, the dreaded virus Covid It is and honestly I've had it twice my kids have had it my wife has avoided it and from being nowhere all of a sudden she's got it so yes it's not British Rail it's, uh, it's Mrs Roach and her, her, uh, her current state of health <laughs> Okay gentlemen listen before we dive into Scottish football we'd be the only sporting organisation podcast radio newspaper whoever that doesn't touch on the World Cup first of all what a game it was Des how did you find that game? I thought it was extraordinary I thought Argentina I know people always talk about it being a messy led team and he's the, he's the vocal one but listen these guys know what they're doing their defence defend their midfielders get up and down they'll I think I used the word a couple of weeks ago they'll bring out the dark arts and to win a World Cup they were at every single trick they were every single bit but yeah I thoroughly enjoyed it I think uh, Mbappe scoring, scoring a hat trick I think, I think we also heard on the, on the television he's probably the first person to score a hat trick in the World Cup final where all three goals have been over the line um, <laughs> I thought that was uh, thought that was good, but yeah, no, I thought it was it was thoroughly entertaining, and yeah, for me, the best team and the best player won. Steve, I got dragged out shopping yesterday, and I missed probably well, I think it was about eighty first minute. I came into the house and I put on the television. I was following it when I was out, and I've seen it was two 0 and you're thinking that's a foregone conclusion. Argentina are going to win it and then I put on a telly and it's two each and I think it's safe to say I don't think I missed anything from the previous 80 minutes but an unbelievable finish to a game of football great advert for football as well Absolutely magnificent as you said the first 70 minutes it was pretty dull because France were getting a doing they were getting absolutely pumped and from then on it was just bedlam it was a fantastic game of football maybe the best World Cup game I've seen since Brazil Italy when Italy employed as Dead says they says the dark arts to knock out probably the best Brazil team since 1970 it was a fantastic game I loved it Polish referee Simeon Marcinic he had an unbelievable game as well it's not very often I comment on referees you know me guys I'm very impartial from shouting abuse at you indeed but he was astonishing I mean you just felt he had absolute control of the game from minute one he was in total control of it there was no dissent there was no argument even when he was given what could have been contentious decisions not a word of dissent or complaint from anybody he was outstanding and that's that's the standard that we should all be aiming for enough if, if ever in my referee in life I was to I attained half of what he has shown he was capable of uh, it would make me very proud he was magnificent 
Des, Didier Deschamps, the French manager, reckons that Argentina pretty much had a consistently good World Cup with referees. He feels that the referees were always favouring Argentina, can we say. He he reckons there was no bad luck there. He didn't go into too much detail, obviously because he can't, because FIFA would probably throw the book at him. But do you feel his performance yesterday was accurate of that? Do you feel he sided Argentina? Do you think there was any decisions that, that stuck out that should have potentially not gone Argentina's way? Well, like Steve, I thought the referee had an absolutely fantastic game. He was very commanding. His body language was very strong. I mean, you look at it, there was no players dissenting to him. There was no mass crowding of him. Every decision he gave, the players accepted it and got on with it because they obviously bought into that he was getting the right decision. Do I think that he was favouring Argentina? No, I don't think he was saving Argentina at all. I think he was pretty by the book. I know there was a wee bit of issues of talking about the, the goalkeeper was maybe pushing it to the limit, but he got his warning and then his next time that uh, the opportunity there, the referee cautioned him. So I don't really know what more else he could have done. But yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was great and it was also very good for, for European referees and a country like Poland who are not dissimilar to herself in size of as a country and the standing in the, the leagues that they're getting a guy refereeing the World Cup final and mm-hmm. he's done himself massive amounts of credit Yeah, I mean that comes on to our next point Steve the fact that no Scottish referees featured in this year's World Cup and we have you know we've got referees in the World Cup this year from New Zealand Iran, Gambia Algeria, Romania El Salvador Netherlands, Rwanda no disrespect to these countries they're footballing nations they're entitled to be their referees but they're not any bigger than us when it comes to football some might even say we're bigger than them. Why do we not have any Scots referees in this? And what have the SFA got to improve the referee's stature within world football? Well, a, a glaring, and sadly, we we used to be we used to be a, a shoe in for having people at the World Cups. We always had people at, at the World Cup, but same as our same as our, uh, our men's team, we've not had anything for for long and weary. A large part of that is the SFA's fault with dragging their feet with VAR because we were never going to get anything decent or anything big because we hadn't bought into VAR. That that's the SFA's fault. But I think the our standing did just drop, and there's there's not a good way of of saying it, and there's no easy way of saying it. But our standards compared to everybody else and our reputation fell below all these other people that, that we've mentioned. And we've got a long way back, I think, to, to get back to, to where we were. And although we've, you know, we've, we've mentioned them a, a couple of times in not complimentary terms, it's relatively not that long ago that Dallas was, was fourth official um, mm-hmm. at a World Cup final. So, but the, the SFA surely, surely can't be accepting that the same as uh, none, of, none of the rest of us are. It's, it's an appalling thing for a country so steeped in football not to even get a look in. Des, when you were at the SFA, was it a key objective of theirs to improve performance enough? Literally, was it a target for European Championships, World Cups, Champions League? Was that a a key objective? Yeah, as it is for every association, whether you're Scotland, England, Germany, you want your, first of all, you want your national team playing at the main competitions and representing your country. You also want your officials being at the major competitions and representing your country. And as Steve quite rightly said there, don't often I can even too much, but it's absolutely it's absolutely appalling that we've not had somebody officiating at a major championship now. Well, obviously Hugh Dallas two thousand and two. There was a Scottish refereeing team. Craig Thompson was at the Euros a few years ago. But where are why are our guys not getting there? And it's down to one reason: it's the education and the coaching and the technology that they've been given to work with. Now we dragged our heels behind England on VAR. So as soon as we didn't have VAR our guys are not going to get the, mm-hmm. the top appointments because that has to be a that has to be a, a, a part of the game. 
But also, what about the coaching? What about the time that's spent specifically helping them get to that get to that level? It's like being at school. You need the best teachers working with the best pupils. Our guys, for whatever reason, in UEFA, and obviously Hugh Dallas is involved in UEFA with Kalina. Now, he should have been, and I'm sure he was, fighting for our guys to get there, but they're not. So there has to be a reason. And for me, it can only come back to the doorstep of the National Association for the coaching that they are they're providing and the coaching and the information that they're wanting the young referees to come through with. I'm sure you would agree with that. 100%. Yep, absolutely. I think as a football fan, it's one of the only rare occasions when you see a referee from Scotland being an official, whether it be a fourth official linesman or a referee of a game, you actually feel a bit of pride there. The fact that a referee is there is one of these moments in football we look at and go, oh, we've got somebody there, that's really good. You know, I mean, that's encouraging the fact that our referees are good enough to be there. But again, as a football fan, you now look at, you know, the countries that are represented in Scotland's not there. It just makes it more difficult and challenging for referees in Scotland, Steve, to really, I suppose, demand that respect or get the respect from football fans. Yeah, I, I, I think respect should probably be, be much more um, of a given. You, you need to respect the people that you're working with. But the, the punters don't see any of our guys at any of the big big tournaments and they haven't for years. So the automatic assumption from the punters is that our guys aren't up to the up to the job. So and I'm I'm saying, you know, players and, and officials, they, they they there should be a certain level of respect with them anyway. But the punters pay their money, they do what they want. But they're seeing that our guys aren't good enough to be picked for the big games. So that to the punters says that we are not up to the job. Here's hoping at the next championships there Scotland might have some sort of representation in the referees. Are you going to say something there, Des? Yeah, because what would happen then, if you think about it in, in any job or in any, any sporting environment, if you see one of your guys being at the top level and being at a World Cup or a Euros or an Olympics, it then makes the other guys aspire to be as good as them, want to be on with them, learn from them. And there all you're doing is you're actually upping the level of the whole country because everybody sees that that person is the top guy in their, their league. So they want to aspire to be like them. It's like in England, but they had two referees at the World Cup this year. But everyone in the Premier League are wanting to be doing the same as your Anthony Taylors and Michael Oliver's. So if we can get somebody back in there, then surely that would drag up, or you would like to think that would drag up the aspirations of all the other referees to match that level of ability as well. Yeah. Anyway, enough about the World Cup, guys. It's come to its end. It was a phenomenal finish. And now we're back in with Scottish football and we didn't have to get off to a cracking game. So Rangers versus Hibs 3-2. The referee for this game was Nick Walsh. Hibs haven't won at Ibrox since February 2018. And it was looking at one point that they were going to get all three points. They were 2-1 up, Steve. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a corner taken. It's flung into the box. Hibs are challenging for it. The ball comes down. It hits James Sands in the arm, very similar to other incidents that we've seen this season. Mm-hmm. Penalty's not given. At that moment, I'm thinking, brilliant. The SFA have finally looked at the rules, looked at the World Cup and gone, right, we need to improve this handball rule or the interpretation of it. That's not a handball, so let's just play on. But as the rules have been so far this season, that's a penalty. Do you think that was a penalty? Well, there's two sides to that. Do I Would I have given a penalty? Do I think that's a penalty? No, not in a million years. In the current climate, is that a penalty? Absolutely. No question at all. And the things and the phrases that we've been banging on about making yourself big, unnatural for the uh, the movement. He had absolutely no call to have his arm up where it was. He made a mess of the header, but he had no no reason whatsoever to have his hand where it was. It was virtually it was horizontal. It was straight out bizarre. And that's one of the ones where, um, you know, the wording says that the, the defender is 
taking the chance of having the, the, the call given against them. And, and again, I'll state, should that be a penalty? No, in the real world, absolutely not. In the current climate, you couldn't get a clearer penalty. Des, do you agree with that? Yeah, wholeheartedly. The player Sands was looking at the ball, he was trying to focus. I know they said there was maybe a, a nudge from Nisbet. Now, wait a minute. It's a physical game, you're going to get a nudge. But the ball's come down and the ball has hit him. He's not hit the ball, the ball has hit him. So for me, I'm never given a penalty and I'm on to Sundays. However, under the laws of the game, as Steve Scott said, the word deliberate or intent is not in the law anymore. So if you take the risk and the ball hits you, you take the risk of being penalised. And then under the current situation and the current uh, wording and application of the laws again, yeah, it's a penalty. But also from that, as you quite rightly said, it's 2-1 at the time to the burning. If that goes to 3-1, that could be an entirely different game. Hibs could have Hibs could have um, Hibs could have on and won the game because there's far more pressure on Rangers that time. But taking that aside, on that incident in isolation, would I have given a penalty? No. But under the current um, laws of the game and the way they've been asked to apply for it, it's absolutely a penalty. Yeah. Okay, guys. Just when I'm thinking the SFA and the referees in Scotland have finally got to grips with a handball, we see Hearts versus Kilmarnock. The referee for this game was William Collum, Uruwili. During the second half, Hearts are winning 2-0. They have a corner, which is whipped into the box. Ash Taylor attempts to head the ball away. It hits his arm, which is moving down. I don't think it's an intentional handball, but it does hit his hand. No penalty given, which is great. That's the way it should be. But then, towards the end of the match, Hearts did get a penalty when the ball touches Wright's hand. Willie Colm didn't hesitate. One ounce, pointed to the spot. That was a crazy decision, Steve, was it not? It's the, the same as the Rangers one. A penalty... Not in a million years. In the current climate, probably. It's getting to the stage where if you if the ball hits your hand in the box, it's a penalty or should be given as a penalty. Realistically, no, not in a million years is that a penalty. I know you're meant to be big, strong boys, but uh, it looked as though he did take a fair dunt from uh, Shankland um, before the, the header came in. And it looked as though he was, certainly wasn't intending to hit the ball. He couldn't have predicted that the ball was going to be behind him like that. If anything, he was trying to steady himself and balance himself and the ball hit him. No intention, no attempt to divert it, no attempt to stop it going in on goal. It's just, it's ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. We actually thought we'd, we'd come to the end of this debate almost a few weeks ago when it seemed to be that if the ball touched the arm, the hand in the box, regardless of circumstances, it was a penalty. Obviously, there was an incident at Celtic Park uh, where a player had his back turned to the ball, ball hits his hand, mm-hmm. gets a penalty. I think the same weekend or the weekend after, Hibs versus St Mirren, uh, I think it was Richie Tate, hands behind his back, but a ball deemed to come off his arm, penalty given there, and we'd almost made the decision that, well, that's fine then, that's a consistent rule, if the ball hits your hand in the box, it's a penalty, let's just keep it that way. But we're straight back into after World Cup, and there's already talking points where the ball's hitting arms, hitting hands, and they're either given or not given. Des, what can we do to get clarity on this? So, just to back, back pedal a wee, just a wee second there, that one there is probably the most ludicrous one that I've seen given this year. His hand is in an absolutely natural position for him to jump into the air. It's came off him. I've used this word a thousand times. It's came off him from such a close proximity that he can never get his hand out of the way. You've seen the Hearts players shout for it. I think they're shouting for it in more hope than, than expectation. How well he's deemed that to be a deliberate handball, it's not. But it's now got to the, the stage where if the ball hits you in the hand in the penalty area, it's a penalty. I don't think we can live under any other auspices or interpretation now. You've just got to give it. And it's totally against my, my moral fibre and totally against my, my judgment of it because different situations 
should be interpreted differently but the expectation now is and I would fully expect and I think every fan player manager in Scotland and the world would agree now if it hits your hand give the penalty as much as I don't like it I think that's what, I think that's the only way we can go to take away any inconsistency but we actually thought we had that a couple of weeks ago where we're saying that's clearly the way it's gone and of course World Cup break comes and it's not it's it's not it's not the way it's gone no, it's because clearly VAR should have seen that instant Ibrox and seen it was a handball then and given a penalty never a penalty in a million years but going by the interpretation of the rules that's a penalty but then you see the hearts of one as well given a penalty that's not a penalty there's no way it's a penalty no and the, the only way of knowing which way it should go. Was the Rangers one right? Was the Hearts one right? Somebody, and I would assume that that would need to be Crawford, somebody from the SFA has to come out and tell us which one right. Because we, we haven't got a clue. I don't, they, they were both ludicrous. In the real world, neither's a penalty. But one's given, one isn't. Tell us which it is. But the sounds of things, the refs don't know either. Because if VAR's looking at it and they're giving it in one and they're not giving it in the other, then clearly there's mixed messages going out. And you know, it's fine us sitting here talking about it, but the guys in the, the ref and the guys in the VAR box clearly haven't been told exactly what they've to give or we would be getting the same decision. It's absolutely crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's 21st century, VAR's been brought in later than everyone else. It's potentially prevented our referees from developing enough to get to World Cups. And, you know, here we are still debating this handball rule. What's mm-hmm. a handball? What's not a handball? Like you say, Steve, why the SFA are just not coming out and giving us clarity on exactly what that is? Do you agree that the SFA need to do more, Des, and be more transparent? I can guarantee you they don't want us debating it because they want to think that we agree with what they are what they are coaching and what the referee is doing. But it's not. I think it's now got to the stage where it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I think we'll all agree it's ridiculous that you can go into a game and the same situation can happen for you one week and against you the next and you don't get the same the same decision. It's it's preposterous. Absolutely preposterous. I think the the, the, the refereeing team within there, Crawford, should come out. I mean, they're, they're always quick enough to show us when VAR was coming in. Well, do you know what? Come out and explain the laws of the game. Come out and tell us. Use those two clips, perfect clips, both within, what, three days of one? One was Thursday, one was Saturday. Shows why those two decisions we're given with different outcomes because that's the only way that we're going to that's the only way that we're going to understand it and it's the only way that we can be educated because obviously at this minute in time we're not being educated by them but I don't think the referees are either they're not being educated properly and that is just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous two completely different outcomes within the space of three days from two top level referees are entirely different well please go to somebody tell us Steve, what's it going to take for the SFA to be transparent with fans and come out and tell us exactly what the rules are and their interpretation? Because, you know, it's, it's like mud just now. And it's spoiling the game, almost. I know it's giving us talking points for podcasts and it gives us social media content as well and, and that absolutely creates a debate. But it's just not good because at some point, somebody's going to lose three points and somebody's going to be relegated. Somebody's going to lose out in a top six place. Somebody's going to lose out in the championship. I mean, you know, these things have a commercial value to them. It's not just about the fans, there's commercial value to football clubs as well. And if you're relegated off the back of two, three horrendous decisions throughout the season, who's responsible for that? What will it take for the SFA to become transparent? It's going to take a Damascan turnaround. It's going to need to, need to be St. Peter. As Des <laughs> said, they do not want to come and talk to anybody. It's, it's always been thus and it's not 
going to change my opinion it's not going to change they hate coming out and having to explain their own thinking or their own decision making they hate it we should just accept and not think about it and not do anything about it it's yeah it's fine and we always said you know would, would VAR take away debate and talking to your mates down the pub about you know that foul was it a foul no it wasn't I it was we, we thought it was going to take away that it's it's adding to it but it's adding to it in a way that makes our guys the brunt of it. We, we said that Mr Maxwell's comments uh, before it came out was, was throwing us under the bus. The SFA are, are throwing us under the bus if we're coming out in the same weekend having those two decisions and having different outcomes for the, the same incident. And we've just, to, as you say, kind of sit there, throw our hands up and go, well, you know, we, we don't know, but it's, you know, the SFA and their, their wisdom, it's, it's up to them. It's an utter nonsense. Come out and tell us what, what's meant to happen. What, what's right, what's wrong. Right, I would harbour a vet. There is more chance of you and I being welcomed back as Cagney one referees than <laughs> them coming out and making a statement and explaining the handball rule. That, that would be Damascus I would quite happily place that bet. <laughs> Des, Des, it's like Steve said, Football fans have conversations down a pub and you know, nine times out of ten the referees' performance will always come into that. Historically in the past when there's been, you know, debatable decisions, handballs, red cards, two blokes in a pub over a pint are talking about the outcome, the decision. And at the end of the day, we all know the referee's only got one opportunity to see it. He's not got a replay, he's not got any of that. That that's it. Do you know what I mean? It's final. His decision is final. He's not going to go back and change his mind. But now we've introduced VAR. So we now have the opportunity to go back and look at these decisions being made. And the referees have the opportunity to go and see the replay. And we're actually going back the way. It's actually now, it's making the performance of referees look worse. It's almost like, I don't know, it's just unexplainable that you can now sit and go, who's looking at it? Who's making these decisions? Because you've got the replay and you're still getting them wrong. Before, it's 100% human. And again, there's always going to be mistakes made in every profession, not just referees. But now they've got VAR, they've got the replay, they can hit the rewind button, they can check it back and they're still making wrong decisions. I just find it astonishing. I really it, do. It is, it's utterly appalling. But, you know, saying that you can sit and you can rewind it and you're still getting things wrong. We don't know which of those decisions at the weekend were wrong because they don't come out and tell us. It's different outcomes for the same incident, but we don't know who's called it wrong. We don't know if the refs have called it wrong, if VAR called it wrong. Is the ref waiting for VAR to make a decision? We haven't got a clue what's going on. And it's <clears throat> making our guys look even worse. Yeah, I mean, if I'm, if I'm correct, I don't think VAR was called upon on either incident. I think it was Nick made the call on his own at, um, at Ibrox on Thursday, and Willie was very quick unlike him to, to point to the spot on Saturday and I don't think VAR was involved at either time I certainly think both incidents were certainly worthy of another look to have and as you said it's, a, it's a, the human element the human element's gone to a certain extent because you have that opportunity but to not look at it and still go with the same decisions which were entirely opposite it is making our guys look a bit like a bit harem scarum, isn't it? It's not uh, it's not doing anybody good and it's certainly not upholding reputation for what Scottish referees are producing at this moment in time. I'd imagine being a referee, the pressure on you is even more now because there's decisions that can be overturned, it can be checked, that's not being checked. And it's a reflection on the referee. Very few people are seeing the bar guys making them decisions. We're pretty much always looking at the referee and thinking he's making these calls and that's it. So much more pressure on referees now. As a football fan, I just find it bizarre that every single game now we've got a talking point when ultimately we shouldn't. There's all going to be talking points. World Cup finals had plenty of talking points, but every single game almost now. We've said before, you have humans involved and you're going to have inconsistency. Des's brutality ometer set different from mine. But what you would say in the old days with those penalty decisions is that you don't give the Rangers one because you didn't think it was deliberate 
fair enough, good argument. But with the other one, you're, you're saying, well, I, I thought the guy deliberately, <laughs> deliberately shoved his arm behind his back because he knew where the ball was going. That was the argument. That's whether you agree with it or whether you don't, that was the, the only point and the only opinion that mattered. I didn't give that penalty because I didn't think it was a deliberate handball. But now I'm not, I'm giving it or I'm not giving it. But somebody else is having a look at it as well. And they're having an opinion, whether they, you know, they go to review or not, there's going to be conversation going on. But that conversation is obviously different between the different situations. And it's it's an, it's a nonsense, an absolute nonsense. Um, and we did say that we were going to be making the same mistakes as everybody else, but making them three and four years later. But as we said before, you know, we, we should not have brought VAR out midway through a season. We should have been having these or the, the active refs should have been having these discussions behind closed doors and whoever gave and decided not to give the Rangers penalty and whoever decided to give the, the Hearts penalty, you should be filling in your forms, filling in your tick boxes, having discussion afterwards, but leaving the decisions as they are so that somebody can be compiling all the mistakes and all the errors and all the misinterpretations before it got rolled out in anger. It's nonsense. And sadly, we, we said that it was going to come to this. What I think will be interesting is if we ever actually get an explanation on which one was correct and which one was wrong. If they if they think that both decisions were correct, then please tell us why they're both correct. But the fact that it's, it's in the ether somewhere, it's really, it's really, really disappointing. And I didn't think my brutality meter was terribly <laughs> high. <laughs> no, yours certainly wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay guys There's a couple of games Postponed in the, the SBFL This week uh, But there was a game Up in Dingwall The Highland team league there They can manage to get Their games on But the City boys can't What does that say About the Highlanders Referee was Graham Granger Didn't have much to do In the match But he did produce A red card For Jack Baldwin I'm assuming you guys Think that was a correct decision uh, I'm not going to argue with it I, I think it was one of those What do you say this High tariff yellow High tariff yellow Orange card yeah. It's an opinion Not, not going to yeah. argue I might not have given the red but I certainly wouldn't argue that he gave it it's his opinion totally valid opinion and no hassles yeah I agree with that I think um, he's been caught he's been caught sleeping Stevie May's nipped in there Baldwin's he's held him he's pulled him back he's, he's grabbed him so yeah I've got no I've got no qualm with that whatsoever I'm quite happy to back Graham and I think Graham's a, a young referee that we should be keeping an eye out for the next few years he's mm-hmm. he's made his way steadily through he's fit he's young he's got a, he's got a good career ahead of him um, he's one of the ones I've got a lot of hope for so yeah no well done Graham I'm, I'm quite happy with that one well as a football fan I thought it was a red straight away that was my opinion as soon as I seen it but I'm definitely not qualified enough for you guys but football fan said it's a red uh, Gents coming up this yeah, week it's a red It's a red card <laughs> up, uh, Coming up this week We've got Aberdeen Versus Rangers Urabelli will be Referee in that game And a fourth official Will be David Dickinson And VAR We've got Greg Aitken And then Celtic Livingston On the 21st We've got Ewan Anderson Who's a referee Fourth official Gavin Duncan And VAR We've got Stephen Kirkland So let's hope These guys Are on the ball I'm sure Willie Collin Won't have much to do With Aberdeen If Jim Goodwin Decides to park the bus Like he did against Celtic <laughs> But listen guys, thanks very much for joining us this week. If you want to get involved with Get Involved Referee Podcast, you can do so on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Any questions you have, please send them away and our guys will do their best to answer them for you. Guys, thanks very much. Cheers. Welcome back. You're welcome. Hopefully we'll be back in the studio next time.